this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What is up, AfterBuzzers? Welcome back to another Dead to Me After Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episodes 5 and 6, I've Gotta Get Away, and oh my god, we're talking hit and runs, we're talking hookups, and we are talking the Holy Harmonizers. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, what is up, you guys? Welcome Can back to another. Yes, I wish it was a margarita in here. Oh my gosh, that'd be very <laughs> on brand for Jen in the show, cup. right? It would be great. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited to be here talking dead to me yet again. I cannot get enough of the show, and I'm so excited to discuss with my lovely panelists. I am joined by two of them tonight. We have Anais on the far left. Yeah, I wish this was a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> and next to her, we have the lovely Mia. Welcome back, Mia. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Thank you. So, I missed you guys on, on Sunday. I was in Mexico, which Ooh. was fun, so but I honestly wish getaway. it was Yeah, you also had got to get away. I was at a grief retreat with Jen and Judy, yes. Oh. <laughs> Incredible. I'm so excited to be here talking with you guys today. I want to know your overall thoughts. I thought these two episodes were really fun. I loved that we kind of got them out of the Laguna Beach area, got them kind of on a little getaway, and then of course we got um, more of her kids and Charlie and Henry and how um, she's struggling as a parent a little bit more than maybe she thought. What were you guys' thoughts on these two episodes? New character. Who did? Yeah. That's, the whole th- that's the whole time I was thinking about Jen. I literally was like, who is she? Mm-hmm. She's so like carefree mm-hmm. and free-spirited and fun, and I just, I loved it. It was like a whole new side of her, yeah. which I thought was super exciting, and it was in Palm Springs. It felt like summer camp. I was like, I need to go to like Palm Springs now. I don't know. Um, and then Friends of Heaven, you know, mm-hmm. getting to see them, and Yolanda, I literally love her. Yeah. Like, Great. she is iconic. She was singing, I was like, I am Yolanda. Carry on, Oki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, uh, seeing that other fun side of Jen as well and just seeing you know I was just very curious at the beginning of of the episode you know about what kind of hijinks that they would get into and you know it was nice to kind of maybe not think about Ted so much and have you know guys to flirt with and then Judy as well kind of move on from Steve hopefully so yeah I love this episode. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's go on in and talk about Judy a little bit. Like you said, she is trying to move on from Steve, and she seems to be doing a decent job at the pool reading a book on how not to be codependent, which is pretty funny and a little bit ironic, because like, she's clearly becoming maybe a little bit codependent on Jen. I feel like she just switches from person to person, but I mean, who can blame her? Like, Jen's amazing. I also would probably if I was in her situation. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to kind of unpack everything, and she is really taking this retreat 
more seriously than Jen, obviously. Did you guys assume that it was a retreat, or what did you think was happening at first? Because I thought they were just, like, on a vacation, maybe? Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. it was just a girl's trip, because at the end of the, I think, fourth episode, she just, you know, she was in the car, and she just wanted to go somewhere, so I thought, okay, they cut there, they're just on their girl's trip, but, yeah, and then, I think, what's this, Walter? The other guy comes up to them, and then that's when you find out that. Oh, Pastor so, Pastor Wayne. Wayne, sorry. <laughs> he comes up to them, and that's when I found out, oh, okay, it's a retreat, but, uh, I don't know, I just thought it was funny how Jen was just not into any of, like, the, she didn't want to go to any of the workshops or anything, she's like, I just want to drink, basically, <laughs> just want to drink, check out hot guys, so, I, I feel like she would have, she deserved that, just have fun. Yeah. I, I, at first, I was not expecting it, I also thought they were on vacation, but then, you know, once you find out they are, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense because of the show itself. Like, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be dark and supposed to be kind of like, you know, a sad, <laughs> morbid topic, but they managed to make it fun. So, of course, they'd open this episode and you think we're on a like, vacation with them, but it's a grief retreat. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved how we just, like, keep showing how different these two characters are and how Judy's, like, so into it and is, like, loving the t-shirts. I thought the t-shirt was such yes. a funny touch. Like, it's, like, Laguna Beach chapter. I'm like, what? Like, is no. that what you call these? Like, we need to find these shirts online. We need a, we need a oh merch store. Gosh. We need our Abe shirt, and then we need our yeah. Friends of Heaven shirt. Laguna Guys, Beach chapter, yes. Start a Red Bull account. I'm not kidding. I will buy this merch because <laughs> that would be iconic. And I love, like, we'll talk more about it, but Jen, you know, cutting the t-shirt off, too. I'm like, she's putting her own little flair on it. Yeah. Like, if she's gonna have to wear this, she will wear her away. That's how I am, too, girl. That's I love Jen because I hate wearing big old baggy t-shirts and they're always so big so whenever mm. I would get them even when I was in high school my mom would get mad at me she's like why are you cutting it up and I just tell her okay if you want me to wear this shirt I'm gonna make it look good so you are Jen. let me cut it up okay <laughs> we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. I love it. I did think, it, as funny as this episode was, there were some really, really touching moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the most touching for me was when Judy goes to the um, group, the support group for. Yeah. Um, you know, fellow people who have either lost babies or like having trouble conceiving, I believe. And the I am not broken scene like oh, yes. hit me so me hard. Mm-hmm. Did you guys also cry during that? Yeah. yeah, I really felt that it was about in that moment when she was saying it, I'm not broken. I felt that it was more than it was about more than just the miscarriage to her. Mm. I thought a lot mm. about her relationship with Steve and how, you know, it's it's borderline actually abusive. Mm-hmm. It is abusive. Um, and I think it was more than just, you know, what had happened to her. I think it was a culmination of things that happened to her. So I think that was extra powerful because of it. Um, and then also they did like a Hitchcock shot. Did anybody notice that? Like the psycho shot where it's like a reverse. Anyone? Mm. Nope. No. But it like, it was, I love like that camera usage. I thought it was really cool and really like drew in on her. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, intense. I love it. I love the emotion. They do yep. do such a good job of like doing so different good. directing techniques, to, like make you really feel certain emotions, which is really really cool. Yeah. I also love how our, the grief counselor was. If you guys are One Day at a Time fans, that was actually Gloria Calderon Kellett, who is the co-creator of One Day at a Time, oh. which is really cool, and also okay. an actress. So I was like, 
I know her. Like, what is she from? So I thought that was really fun to have the little Netflix family all sort of come together in that episode, too. So obviously she's also still having a lot of flashbacks to this car accident, um, you know, slash when she accidentally murdered her best friend's husband, you know, you know, as one does, sometimes it happens. And then they go to the bar and Jen is super excited, you know, wants to get laid, wants to do all of the things. And she's kind of reserved and kind of sitting back until she sees um, a man named Nick singing Mm -hmm. a song at Carry On Oki and devoting Mm -hmm. it to Lucas. What did you guys, what was your first impressions of him? I just thought, you know, first of all, great song, good singer. He seemed very sweet, uh, and I, but I, I didn't know it was going to lead to anything more. I thought she was just going to just be like, okay, memorize, mesmerize for a moment. And I thought, I thought maybe that song was the song that was playing in the car mm. before she hit the. Ted, that's why I thought maybe she was. Oh, interesting. But I don't know. Could be wrong. Maybe she just really likes the song. Like, like That'd she be said. Cool but I thought in. that's why I because they wrote kind of, it. Yeah. It kind of no. That's I an actual know. song, like from the eighties. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot well, about music. <laughs> we do our music research. Yeah. I'm like, well, what was yeah, that? It's an actual song, but uh, I thought that's why she was kind of she couldn't move because it kind of triggered. Oh, that's the last song, or that's the song that was playing mm-hmm. when I hit the guy. But oh. I guess she just likes the songs. So. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I really like that, um, you know, this episode covered just all types of grief, which was cool. I mean, like, this was his friend he lost, mm-hmm. and you see, like, spouse or partner, and, you know, um, Wayne, Pastor Wayne, his aunt. So mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that it's, like, all types of grief. Um, but then also with Judy, it just reminded me, like, later on, you know, when they go back to the room, and they're laying together, and she's, like, showing you the pictures on the phone. It reminded me so much of the phone call that she had initially with Jen in the very first episode. Oh, yeah. Like, Judy is such a good listener. Mm-hmm. Like, I noticed because, like, you know, those people who are very caring, they'll let you ask a few questions about them, but she immediately was like, you know, like, I want to I wanna know more about you. Yeah. Like, tell me, tell me more friend. about your friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Like, she doesn't even, like, you know, this awful thing happened to her, but she's making it about the other person, which was I thought was really special. So. Yeah, I want to give props to Judy for having the guts to go up and flirt with the guy, because I can't do that. So. <laughs> I know you had been drinking, girl, but still, props to Judy. Go, Judy. <laughs> well, the relationship was just so sweet and pure from the mm-hmm. beginning, and I love how... Oh, and how he said he wanted to take things slow yeah. and everything. Where do guys, like, do they actually exist? Um, <laughs> Twitter they, poll right come now. Come on. Where are they? I mean... Okay, um, that was nice to see on the show. Hopefully, you know, we can find one in real life, um, at least for me. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> well, I love how timid it sort of was, too. They were both, like, not quite sure if mm-hmm. they were, like, wanting the other person to flirt with them, and then they eventually did, you know, take it to the bedroom unexpectedly, which it was just, it was such a cute little progression, which was, like, yeah. so nice to see, and I was really excited that, Judy got, you know, a little ounce of happiness. Here. And then that, you know, Jen was a good friend, you know, with the leaving, you know, them in the room and, you know, giving her suggestions on her poontang. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that line, too, because it's just like the banter is so good between them. So authentic. I thought so that was authentic. so fun. Just lean into it. Just yeah, just lean into it. You know? Oh. Um, you know, sort of the other side of the spectrum, we have Jen, who... Her day, you know, starts out pretty good and then it quickly kind of goes the opposite way of Judy's. So she has her eye on a man named Jason who is from This Is Us, is that correct? Shameless and Shameless. Reba. Oh, wow, oh my sorry. gosh. I literally was watching the show, I was telling them I was watching the show and I was like, Where is he from? And I was like, Reba. Mm-hmm. Like, That's Reba. All the time. 
time as a kid. It was so good. Well, she definitely has her eye on him so much so that she agrees to go to the big question. I like the names of these things. So good. Windows to the Widow or something like that. Windows to the Widow. Oh, it's so bad and so good. I love how cringe it is. But she decides to go to that meeting with him. But, you know, not without her alcohol, which I'm like, that's right. Like, you know, if you're going to compromise, you're not going to compromise that. Which I <laughs> love when she was going to the thing with the putting in the water bottle. Yes. Was, that's me. That's me. I've done that before. I'm just saying. Sometimes you need alcohol to make you kind of, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, tolerate certain things. So anyway, what am I promoting? Anyway, move on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they were fun. They were fun to watch, too, especially in that, you know, big, the big question scene, because they're, you know, kind of, kind of like little school kids in the back yeah. talking, and Pastor Wayne's, you know, give them the death stare, because they're interrupting the entire yeah. group, but it was a lot of fun to watch, and we kind of see them go throughout their day. He mentions that his his wife died in a sailing accident, so they sort of have that in common, too, and they just kind of start having fun. Um, Jen is her normal self talking some crap about Pastor Wayne. Pastor Wayne's right behind her. Oh, Jen. Uh, that was so that high school. poor guy, dude. That like, was so high school. I was like, this is literally like a kid getting in trouble. Like That actually did happen to me in high school. I don't want to oh. go into it, but I felt really bad. I think this is just exposing herself on the show today. <laughs> it's a true you. Jen is, I just relate to her. Okay. <laughs> They also end up at the bar, the same bar that Judy is at, obviously, because they're a package deal. Mm -hmm. And I thought the scene where she asked Jason (laughs) if he wants to quote-unquote dance was so funny. What was your guys' reaction to the whole bar scene and that whole interaction? And did you think that they were going to make a good couple? Because I felt they were, were sort of awkward all the way through. 100%. Like, he, from the beginning, I was like, he is too good to be true. He's too put together. Like... I was like, who is this man walking around? Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to yoga. I'm like, oh, mindful. And I was like, oh. I was like, something good is not coming. Because he's like, do put together. Mm. But at first, I, I thought I misheard it, too. I was like, I was like, wait, what did she Turn say? The like, I was, I was yeah. Jason. I was like, what? Like, rewind. Oh, she did say it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> like, both her and uh, Judy just really went for it in this episode. So mm. I kind of commend them for having the guts to do that. <laughs> but it was just yeah. hilarious. I just think from the beginning, though, she was too much for him. Like, uh, he was so much more reserved. I'm like, so she's going to eat him alive. And <laughs> she kind of does. It's, like, kind of insane. But they eventually go back to his bedroom, and he talks mm. about a lot of oh things. He gets God. a lot of things off his chest about how he couldn't save his wife and how he's living a life of total deprivation <laughs> now. How hard were you guys cringing during this? It's not what you say when you want to... You know, set the mood, so definitely a mood killer, yo. Yeah. It was so cringy. I'm just really mad because, like, moms are people, too, and grieving people are grieving, too, and she, this was her time. Was. This was her light yeah, at the end of the tunnel. true. I was, and he just dropped all those bombs, and I was like, please, no. Like, I wanted her to get some action, you know, she, yeah. she needs it. It's been a while, especially okay. after she found all that stuff about Ted, and I'm just like, dude, I just had to ruin it. Mm-mm. I love the part where she's like, I 
where she's trying to find her purse, and he's like, "You should leave." And she's like, "I know that's why I'm trying to yeah. find my purse." That was so. That was so Jen. I thought it was so, so good. Jen. Like it just like it just increases the awkwardness to like a one million, and I just so appreciate that in writing when I just take it the extra step. Yeah. And what much of it is improv too? Because I feel like that could be a total mm. Christina Applegate improv yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah I want to know. I'd be curious I did see an interview out. where they talked about it, and they said that they left a lot of improv in. Oh, I want to know everything. It I need feels to know the receipts, specific moments. I want to yeah. know. Yeah, because it does. It feels very authentic and just yeah. like kind of rolling with it. So I could definitely see some of this being, you know, just little add-ins that they yeah. they do at the end, which I thought is really fun. But. She kind of spirals after this. She yeah. goes outside and actually runs into Pastor Wayne, and they surprisingly have a pretty touching moment, and he yeah. kind of realizes and kind of makes her realize this that she does use the cynicism and this humor to deal with grief. Mm-hmm. And she opens up about Ted cheating on her and that mm-hmm. she doesn't want to hate him necessarily, but um, she still kind of does, and... Mm-hmm. He makes, you know, the revelation that, hey, maybe you're just, you can't forgive her, forgive him for dying. What did you guys think of this whole conversation? I thought it was very nuanced and, and really interesting to watch. Yeah. I, I, first of all, I do love Pastor Wayne. He's so sweet and good, and I feel like he's very understanding. And But for a second, for one second, I thought maybe they were going to make up. I thought <laughs> I thought it was just me. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm just saying. They've been under the influence of something. I was like, I was so worried. (laughs) I totally agree. I was very uncomfortable. I was like, she's going to get it somehow. That that went through my head. It really did. And I was like, no, I can't think that. I can't. But I mean, it was because I didn't know, you know, Pastor Wayne's situation. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he needed to Yes. I wonder if they meant to do that. Because if all of us are having this reaction, we're like, ooh, something's about to happen. The show does do the unexpected. So I wouldn't be surprised. Let us know. Liz, let us know. (laughs) Please tell us. But yeah, I don't know. I think think this moment was really special because it was really about um, grief within grief, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, we're going to see across like this whole season, you know, the arc of grief in these characters. But I mean, when you go from a high with someone, like she loves him so, so much Mm -hmm. and you can tell. And, you know, Pastor Wayne does say that to her. But to go from that to finding out that he cheated on you, and it was, like, this arc of, like, almost, like, cheating grief, you know? Like, of her going through this. But and I thought it was really cool, too, that he just... She loves him so much, and you don't really see that with characters mm-hmm. sometimes. I feel like, especially when, you know, a lot of shows with, like, women these age and men these ages and these relationships and these families, they're kind of just always like, oh, yeah, like, the husband and wife don't really love each other anymore. It's been, like, 25 years of marriage. But to see this and, like, know that they love each other so much, I thought was mm-hmm. kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah, I, I think, think that's a really great point. I think that makes a lot of sense Then leading into what happens with her next. She is wanting a pack of cigarettes, a.k.a. <laughs> the best thing that slowly kills you, I think is what yeah. they said in, yeah. in the pilot. And she walks along the road and it's kind of an ominous situation there's Mm -hmm. cars passing we wonder if she might be in some kind of danger and it's just like a very intense moment and she eventually does get back to the hotel room and she tells Judy like I have to get my life together Mm -hmm. for my kids Mm -hmm. what did you guys think of that I thought that was like sort of rock bottom for her in a way yeah I thought it was pretty powerful a pretty powerful moment and hopefully you know a good turning point for Jen and hopefully I don't know just uh, I just hope she is able to I guess properly move on from 
Ted and the heartbreak and grief and everything, and I just feel so bad for her overall. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps, is that we find out at the end of this episode that Nick, he has been alluding to his coworker, his partner, and it turns out he is actually a cop who has solved a hidden run or two mm-hmm. in his past. Were you guys surprised that Judy's like trying to get him involved? I was a little bit surprised, like, wait, if why would you, do you want him, do you want her to find out it was you, or, but then I think that that's kind of proves to me that she is such a good person, such a good friend, that maybe she's willing to risk, you know, going to jail, Nick hating her for lying, <laughs> because if he finds out, you know, he's probably not going to like her anymore, so he's, she's risking all this stuff to help her friend, so... I think, you know, Judy's just that good of a person. I don't know. Yeah, I love the, like, the nuance of it because it's a so funny new. We've watched it all the way through. You've watched up to this point, but I've been watching it back clearly before these, and, oh, the nuance acting, it's so good, and, like, Judy makes a face. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's like, oh, he's a detective, he's going to solve it. You see them both, like, the last shot is, like, Jen being like, yes. And then Judy's just like, oh, no. But I didn't <laughs> notice it the first time, you know, so. They plant so many of these yeah. little seeds, and it's uh, so, so much fun incredible to watch. Yeah. Before we talk about the next episode and the Holy Harmonizers, a.k.a. literally my favorite part of the show. My life goal. Yes. <laughs> Can someone tell us what is happening here at AfterBuzz TV? Hey guys, so I just want to thank you all for watching After Buzz and making us the ESPN of TV talk. And After Buzz, I mean, I haven't been here that long, but it's been pretty great. I mean, I'm already on three After Shows just today, so thank you, After Buzz, for all that. <laughs> um, so if you like what you see, please remember to subscribe, like, comment on YouTube. If you're listening on uh, iTunes podcast, you know, rate, give us five stars if you want. Um, and keep watching and tell other people about us, share our stuff, and follow us on social media. It'd be yeah. great. So yes, we respond. We do. Mm-hmm. We're all very active. Mia so. especially is very good at that. So if <laughs> oh you guys, it might take me a while. Want a shout out from Mia, which you absolutely do. Definitely leave a comment. <laughs> Got you. Thank you, Anais. Thank you so much. Let's move on to oh my god, very appropriately titled this episode. Let's start mm-hmm. off by talking about Charlie because he sort of was the main plotline of this episode, which yeah. I didn't exactly see coming, but was really excited mm-hmm. to see because I. I love seeing Jen, you know, be a mother and interact with their kids, especially mm-hmm. Charlie, because they have such She's so a hardcore. Good... I love it. Yes, yes. yes, they have such a great like banter. It's incredible. So Charlie is selling some drugs at school, mm. pills, in fact, pills that we later find out are Ted's, and because of the situation because of Ted, you know, dying and him struggling and having a hard time with that, they have decided to suspend him for two weeks instead of getting in trouble with the law. Um, are you guys, were you surprised at Charlie acting out this way? Well, I mean, yeah. he, showed, he showed signs in the, in the yeah. very first episode. He was like, but, here I am, here are my true colors. I love that he was like, um, she was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm running a small business. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. That's amazing. I just, it's so funny. I just, and I love the, how they cut from, I think, her saying, oh, kids are so resilient. Yes. Like, your son's stealing drugs. <laughs> that was awesome. So thank you for that. And 
I know, like, just later on when she's arguing and, uh, with Charlie, and he's like, I'm not scared of you. And she's like, well, you should be. Yes. I, I love him. I actually yeah. had that same conversation with my dog today because <laughs> he was a very bad boy today, so I was not happy with him. So <laughs> There were so many quotable, wonderful lines in this episode. One that I wrote down that I like, where she's like, the dominoes have fallen, bro. <laughs> That's so good. I'm like, she literally Googled that. She was like, what do I say to my child? (laughs) The way that she talks and she's like, well, we're going to have other things happen too, but I can't think of anything creative. I was like, she's so good. I just, I love it. Even when it's, you know, tension filled like this, it's still Mm -hmm. kind of fun. You kind of have to laugh it off in a way. Were you surprised that the pills were Ted's? I, I wasn't really surprised because, oh, another secret he's keeping, you know, what else is new? <laughs> so, what about you? I thought maybe they were going to be Jen's. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I would, I don't know, I, I wouldn't suspect it was Ted's, but I will say, I feel like it's going to have something to do with later down the line. Uh, not that we know yet, even watching it, but I just feel like they don't introduce anything in the show without it meaning something. So, mm-hmm. that's my call right now. Okay. That's very true. However, she does give him the drug test himself, and it's clear. And I thought that was interesting, too, especially because the drugs Mm. or the pills were Ted, so it's like maybe she's worried that he's, like, inheriting these Mm -hmm. sort of, like, traits from him. So I'm glad at least that that test was clear, you know, for now. At least he's not in that aspect of trouble. I mean, he's in a lot more, but, you know, that, that part I think is a relief for her. And she decides that she is going to scare him straight, essentially. Yes, I love so the girl. Jen. So funny. They call Nick over. Did you guys, were you guys, um, like, faked out at first, or did you know what she was doing the whole time? I did it. I, I knew. I, was like, oh. I knew. Again? The cops are here again? No, I knew. Because I, I love scared straight that show, so that's probably a strategy I would employ as well, so I knew what's going on. But I thought it was so cute when he mentioned the lucky pen. They're like, oh my gosh, look. Yes, like oh, oh my god, he's soft a little bit. Yes, he's a he good side at the softness. Yes, um, but yeah, that's the gun that was pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, it does. It twists really fast. We're like, oh, this is like you know, like serious, but sort of funny. They're scaring him straight, and then they take a gun out of his backpack. Which I, I kind of assumed, I guess, that he would have taken the somehow gotten into Ted's safe, but it turns out that it was from Lorna who gave it. To Ted in his stocking, which, you know, I feel like she's a Texas woman, you know? I feel like she's not a Laguna Beach native, her. We think Jen's hardcore, but we know who the real hardcore is. Lorna. But that was, I mean, that turned into a really emotional scene, too, I thought, because Jen, you know, she's obviously angry, but kind of flips to, like, trying to protect Charlie, Mm -hmm. too. Like, she gives him a hug. She's like, why do you not feel safe? And I felt really bad for both of them in that scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a really touching moment, though. And I like that she kind of was... Started kind of trying to understand him a little bit better and wasn't just scolding him all this whole time because I know some parents are probably would probably do that. So um, that was nice. And uh, what was I going to say right now? I don't remember. So... <laughs> But my mind just went blank. No, I agree, though, because, I mean, we do allude to the fact, and Lorna especially alludes to the fact that Jen's not naturally maternal, and she, you know, wasn't as involved as Ted was, and I think that her trying to understand and protect him, like, shows that other side of her that we don't quite see as much, and I thought that was really beautiful and, like, necessary for us to to witness that. 
But Charlie's not the only one of the kids getting in trouble. We also have oh, Henry, Henry freak out at yes. the local school concert because um, one of the kids misses a note. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. What did you guys think yeah. of that? Especially after the, after Jen and Judy were, were like, he's so perfect. All of a sudden, like, okay, he's not. So uh, I think, you know, just... Yeah, it just showed he's not perfect, and yeah, it was hilarious. And he reminds me a lot, I don't know if any of you know the band Keen, sorry, I'm really into music, and he looks a lot like the lead singer, Tom, so I should have brought a picture, but I will next time. He looks so much like Tom, just Your saying. next Charlie, the next superstar. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> or Henry. Yeah. <laughs> well, Henry's clearly talented, though, because let's talk about... The, the best holy part of harmonizers. The holy harmonizers. <laughs> you you sacred thing. thing. Oh, sacred thing. Okay, you sacred thing. Um, sacred thing. I was shook by that, <laughs> but I also want an entire album and an entire <laughs> spinoff. And a shirt. And oh, a shirt! No, need, uh, holy power, holy harmonizers, mom. Yeah, someone get... Get you would get one. a bumper sticker? Aww. I'm the proud mother of a holy <laughs> harmonizer. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, yeah, that, that made this whole episode. I loved it. It was so, so good. And I so hope we see more of them in season two because it will happen. And we, we do, spoiler alert, see a little bit more of them mm-hmm. as season one goes on, which is just so exciting. And yeah. I love how like we have Charlie there being punished, like being in Pastor Wayne's support group. And then mm-hmm. we have Henry, like... Something that should be a punishment, like not want to join. And he's like so excited. Yeah. He's like, they are fierce, mom. Like, let's do it. I want to be part of this. I thought that was so, so good. Yes. Amazing. We also get to know a little bit about Henry's classmate, Shandy, who oh, is very morbid. Very morbid, very interesting. She is nine years old, and she's actually the one who found Ted after the accident, which I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I had the same reaction as Judy. And I love how Jen was, like, not concerned, really. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, she went to school the next day. Like, she was fine. (laughs) What were your guys' impressions on Shandy, who was potentially a sociopath? Yeah, Uh, I I was definitely thinking that because she seemed to enjoy it. She drew a picture of uh, Ted's body. uh, (laughs) And she actually uh, kept, you know, part of... Something the you headlight. Know, headlight that was stuck to his body. So uh, hopefully we get to know a little bit more about her. And I'm a little concerned for her. So I don't want to know any more about Shandy. <laughs> that was enough mom. for me. At I the, was like, oh my end, god. Her mom was, was. She said something about now I have to raise a sociopath or so, psychopath. I have to deal with that or something. So at least the mom knows. She's aware because some parents they're not aware. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's very true. But like I said, she did name her kid Shandy. So like, what yeah, do you expect? That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what did you expect? Why? That's so funny. You're setting her up for failure. Yeah. Why did you give her the name Shandy? Yeah, I, I don't know. That is like pretty random. I've never heard that before. But I, I think. I, I was surprised, but at the same time, I, I feel like I shouldn't be because this show, I feel like, shows grief and how people process grief in such unexpected ways that all of us thought, like, I think we all have the same reaction. We were like, oh my gosh, she she mm. found Ted? And then we meet her and I'm like, of course, they're going to yeah. make this girl, like, I don't care. It didn't affect me at all. Like, And another reason would. why Shandy is just not a good name. Okay, it's one <laughs> letter. If you take one letter off, it's Shady. Shady Shandy. Oh, oh, people can be calling Shandy. her Shady Shandy. The kids are not calling her Shady Shandy, and her being more red, yeah, it's pretty shady. Okay, I would not want to be bullied by you. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't bully people, but I just think of the possibility. But you can think of it. 
I'm, like, if I'm gonna name my kids, I'm gonna make sure they cannot be bullied, so I'm not gonna name them Shandy, so. Fair enough, honestly, fair enough. Agreed. We also, in addition to the headlight, which, um, obviously is probably gonna come back, so you don't just introduce things and not, mm-hmm. and not you know, and not see what consequences they have. We also get, um, a little bit deeper into the actual case in this episode, and it starts off when Jen and Judy are at the scene of the accident, actually, and I love seeing the two different reactions mm-hmm. yet again. Jen's, like, so angry that this is even here. She like, hates that there's a, a cross, cross there. there. And Judy's like, oh my god, like, we like, need to so keep so that cross there. Which I thought was just, I, I just love seeing their dynamic. Because they yeah. work so well, but, like, they shouldn't. Like, yeah. they're not similar in very many ways. And then when she's like, does this look like a napkin? <laughs> Jen's just like, no. Tucks it right in. (laughs) So good. And then, yes, we also have Nick sort of getting more involved. He actually goes Mm -hmm. to the Laguna PD, which I love how sick of these people the Laguna PD is. (laughs) I noticed she was like, she was like, hey, Judy. And she was like, he was like, you know her? And she was like, yeah. She goes, I like your hair. (laughs) They probably love Judy down at the jail. (laughs) But they're also so tired of seeing her, which I think is so funny. But it turns out that the Laguna PD desperately needs more evidence to do anything, you know, about this hit and run. And Judy, I love how she's asking all these prying questions. She's like, so, you know, like, what is the percentage if you don't have this evidence? And it turns out it's 8%, which is pretty pretty freaking low. And, you know, Judy's pretty excited about that, but then also there with Nick, like, she, her priorities are very, she doesn't have them straight, I don't think. Judy's going Yeah, why, I feel like she, when she, especially when she's having the lunch with Nick, why, why are you talking about the case so much girl you're gonna give him clues stop it shut up okay you already it's enough that you're already having him investigate shut it girl shut it well and she asked him the questions about like oh maybe he was depressed like would that be the driver's (laughs) fault then and um and we find out from nick that it's not necessarily you know the hit that's the crime it's the running afterwards which i never which i never knew either so yeah we learned more about that Mm -hmm. and he's like well but if there is no car there's no No crime and so she's like repeating that mantra in her head she's like fine if there's no car there's no crime she goes to the garage and lo and behold there's no car which yikes though because like what happened to it Mm -hmm. um Laguna Peach Cycle. <laughs> Got it, maybe? Yeah, let's do a, a quick little prediction here. What did you, like, what do you think, who do you think mm. has it, and why do you think they have it? I mean, it? the only person I can think of is him, because he's the only one that, I, at least that I know of, that has access to the storage unit, so if it's not her, him, I, I feel like maybe he took it to get the car destroyed. I feel like that would be the smart thing to do. I'm thinking if, if I <laughs> committed that crime, uh, just to take and destroy it. That's, yeah. It's a fair assessment. We're not going to tell you the answer <laughs> on, on Sunday. On Sunday. <laughs> we also, before we move to our fun little games and segments, um, I did want to touch on the fact that we also find out a little bit more about Nick and Nick's partner, and we find out that Nick's partner was actually um, shot on the job, too, which is why he had such a visceral Mm -hmm. reaction to finding the gun, which I thought was a sweet moment between him and Judy, too, because she is, she's so nurturing and, like, wants to comfort everyone, which I really Mm -hmm. liked and appreciate. Nick. Me, too. I like finding out more about him, too. Yeah, Yeah, stick around, but also, like, don't solve the crime. (laughs) 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 All right, you guys. It is time for our special segment, Dead or Tread. 
Oh my gosh, this is my favorite I'm part. obsessed. Yes. Mia, you have some questions for us, do you? Yes, I got really into the music. So, we are going to play Dead or Tread round two. So, basically in this game, um, we'll name some scenarios from the show, and we'll all talk about whether if that person did that to us, would they be dead to us? Would we cut ties? Or would we just move forward with them and just tread lightly? Mm-hmm. Maybe forgive. If we're feeling really nice. Okay. If we are. If we're feeling nice. <laughs> so, first, someone's spilling their guts to you while it's getting hot and steamy, a.k.a. Jason and Jen. Uh, Do you cut ties or say, eh, we're going through a lot. I just... think that we're treading on friendship, but I'm not sure we would become romantically involved because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, it's just like, there's really no recovering from yeah, that in terms exactly. of romance. But like, yeah. if I like the person, maybe I'd want to, you know, help them process and be there for them as like a resource. So I'll mm-hmm. say tread as a yeah. human being. Yeah. Tread as well. It's just not... You just ruined the moment. You didn't ruin my life. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's a good that's way to so put nice. it. That's so nice. I would maybe say, like, like dead to me. Like, <laughs> oh. cut ties. Wow. Because, not because I'm like, oh my god, you're so weird. Like, I'm, ve- I'm very much an empath. Like, I will be like, oh my god, how can I help you? Like, I feel your energy. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, however I can help you. But if, I mean, if it's just like a one night thing, like Judy just met him, or Jen just met him, and I just feel like he's going through a lot. Like, I think maybe, like, you should just... Part ways. Mm. That's fair too. Protect yourself. Part ways. Maybe yeah. In this case. Yeah. Okay. So, second question: A friend mm-hmm. sexiling you, which that means like basically saying, "Hey, can I have the room?" Okay. Um, and they're not telling you when you come back that the guy's still there, aka Judy and Nick. Honestly, returns. tread. Like, do what you want. Mm-hmm. If I like on like if I had you know some work to get done or like I needed to go home because I like had a headache or something like that's a different story. But just in a normal case, <laughs> I mean, I, love that. I mean, I'm really thinking <laughs> these through. Like, this is very important that yes. I get this right. Very important. Um, but I go to say tread. You know, yeah, you live your life. You know. uh, yeah, I mean, especially like the first time. You know, tread, but if you keep doing it all the time, then I'm going to get on you. So. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I would also say tread. Because um, it's a friend, you know, you want them to have fun, yes. you feel for them. Coming back, though, and them not being there, and then me, like, breaking down, like, crying, and being like, oh, uh, you weren't here, I'm startled. It's a little awkward, but I think yeah. you can move past it, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then finally, finding a gun in your son's bag. <laughs> So, I guess they wouldn't be dead to you, because that's not possible with yeah, your son, and also, son. that's just aggressive. Mm-hmm. But, would you ground them forever? Would they be in so tr- so much trouble? Or would you just say, eh, they're in a lot of grief right now? I think I would ground them forever, but I would like to think that I would also have sort of a gen reaction and be like, okay, let's talk about this, because mm-hmm. clearly you are feeling things, and I want to, you know, help you from the situation. But, I, I yeah. mean, they'd be in a lot of trouble. That's... You don't mess around with that. Yeah. Yes, definitely in, in trouble, but also would want to educate them, help them, and find out why they have the gun, because I don't think punishment is... Just pun- punishment by itself is not good. I feel like people need to be helped and informed and everything, so definitely want to try to educate him. Yeah. I would say tread lightly. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's your son, and they're going through a lot. Like, that makes a lot of sense. But whoever gave him that gun, dead. dead. Oh, yes. Me. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? Laura's already Who dead. Do you think you are? I feel like Excuse parents nowadays me. are like, before they're, like, you give like their kid yeah. your, their phone to play exactly. on, they're like, please ask me. Like, does can you imagine gluten? giving someone does someone's son a gun? Yeah, son, <laughs> yeah. you're okay, so. but whoever, yes, exactly. I agree. Laura. Whoever g- gave him the gun, Excuse me, you have you have some explaining to do. Yes. Okay, 
That's totally fair. And guys, since we did not have time for our game on Sunday, you guys can check out Mia's social media because she is going to be doing a poll with three um, questions, Jen or Judy, like which one do you relate more in this situation? So definitely go vote on that and then we'll share the results on our show this Sunday, which is very exciting. So yes, check out her Instagram and she will let you know where to find that in just a second. But before that, we actually have some great news about the show and about the people involved in the show for you guys too. I'm going to try to go real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this was uh, from actually the first episode, but uh, that to me was actually number one in Netflix UK Woo! streaming, but then it recently got beat by Riverdale, but that to me still number two. That's pretty so, good. You're going against Riverdale. You know? It just went down from one to hearts. two. Okay, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, okay, and then just hearts. a little bit uh, about... Um, the creator Liz Feldman and a lot of the stuff she went through and just kind of how she came up with the idea of the show she went through a lot she was you know struggling to conceive and she had um, basically the fertility clinic I believe that's you know the people that get the eggs um, they had lost her like eighth egg or something Whoa. like that oh, and wow. yeah she she had made one egg they lost it and yeah, it was her eighth one. And she said, Yes, you're totally allowed to laugh. I had to laugh too because I was so tired of crying. You can actually read it. We'll post a link in the description so you can read it. She wrote it for glamour.com. What an amazing woman. And then after that, so that's not the only thing, okay? So on the day, I think it was uh, around the same time, a little bit after that, on the day of her 40th birthday, her cousin David died unexpectedly of a heart attack. Oh my god. He was 50. She, you know, he was kind of like the life of the party, very loved. And. You know, he was a dad to two kids, so, yeah, that was, you know, horrible as well. And then the day after uh, her cousin passed away, her best friend Sarah said that she was pregnant with her second child, but since Liz was struggling to conceive, she actually had to go excuse herself to go to the bathroom to cry because she was... Like, happy for her friend, but sad because yeah. she's able to have two kids now. She hasn't been able to have any. Mm-hmm. And then the following day, she had lunch with her other best friend, Kelly, who also told her she was pregnant oh. as well. Oh. So it was a lot, you know, to uh, go through. And she said it was impossible not to be furious at the cr- cruelty and relentlessness of life. So she said, uh, with Dead to Me, I have definitely experienced incredible luck. And she got to birth this idea and grow it into a show. You know, it's on Netflix now. And even though she, you know, she didn't have good luck with, you know, having children and everything. um, Sadly, her friend Kelly also ended up, uh, she lost her baby five months into the pregnancy. So, you know, she went through that too. But then... Uh, she said that she able, was able to hire Kelly as a writer on Dead to Me. Oh, so, wow. you know, that, you know, th- there's a little bit of a, you know, nice positive uh, twist, yeah, being I guess. being able to pour yourself into something after yeah, all and, that. Um, yeah, and I think that's about all of the, that I'm going to share without depressing you too much. But you can actually read it, uh, the whole article she wrote. In the description below for Glamour. So wow, she yes. went through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what a strong woman. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's really interesting thank to you. hear kind of you know what this show was sort of birthed from those sort of experiences. But yeah. what an awesome, what an awesome lady. I yeah, she said that she basically from going through all of that, she had to learn to kind of try to. I guess you kind of to use kind of laughter to try to kind of get through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it definitely shows. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for another Dead to Me After Show. We will see you guys back here this Sunday. Before we go, though, guys, where can everyone find you on social media to continue the conversation? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at more than you think seven. Woo! I'm on Instagram at yours truly Mia, and social will have a game there, so be sure to follow and vote on the poll. Uh, and Twitter is hot mess Mia. Awesome! <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore and on Instagram at taylor underscore gates underscore. I'm also on the Law and Order SVU after show directly after this, so catch that. We will see you guys on Sunday. Thank you for tuning in. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.